You are listening to the Fire and Lunch podcast. As a reminder to those listeners wishing to remain unspoiled for the books, run. This is an all-spoiler podcast. All published books and novellas are fair game. Thanks. And who are you? The proud face said that I must eat this pie. This podcast is brought to you by... Westerosi Weddings and Funerals will get you wed, bed, and dead in 60 minutes or less. Hello, welcome back. We are Fire and Lunch, and this is the podcast. We're going to do episode two, The Lion and the Rose, a.k.a. the Purple Wedding episode. I'm Rachel. I'm Lauren. I'm Katie. I'm Megan. And I'm Jess. So Jenny is not with us today. She is actually beyond the wall, and she's going to come in later with her own little special um, message. So you won't hear her on this episode except for then. Uh, I'd like to start out actually just to talk about how we prepared for the Purple Wedding episode. Uh, and I, I'm going to let Lauren talk a little bit about it because she did most of the work. Well, actually it was me and Jenny. Um, we decided uh, with Megan's uh, suggestion to make a Joffrey head pinata. And so we spent Saturday making that as well as some Joffrey masks. That one side was his happy, well, I guess happy-ish face. <laughs> and one was uh, with his eyes X'd out because Joffrey was gone. Um, we also made some crowns so we could look a little ridiculous and, and, and trolly at, at, the, at the bar. But um, it was a lot of fun. And I'm sorry that everybody else couldn't join us with the, uh, our craft day. But we tend to have a lot of craft days, actually. I know I love craft days. The the I don't know what I liked better. I the 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 pinata which you guys had painted to look like it had been ripped off the Joffrey statue. Yeah, and we filled it with <laughs> purple wrapped candies because we figured that would be uh, the perfect color for the purple wedding. Yeah, no, it was awesome. It had it had like its own little nose and, it, and you know like a glare. And the nose was traumatizing for Jenny. Very traumatizing. She was having she was having heart palpitations over making that nose, but it came out perfect in the end. Yeah, it looked great. What and was then, traumatizing? Yeah. She couldn't get the nose the way she wanted it. The heat gun was not heating the foam properly, and then oh. we just mod. Then we just just paper mache the crap out of it and didn't right. matter anymore so it's basically jenny being an amazing artist and being super ocd about it when actually it's brilliant i was totally more brilliant. of that okay okay yeah totally well she, she made those masks too because she said that because it's you know you had to flip it she had to like mirror his face in a way so that it matched so like because it was they were two-sided and if you just took like two printouts of his head and glued them together, you know, because our faces aren't actually symmetrical, it wouldn't match correctly. But his was very symmetrical. It was weird. Well, that's because I think, and I think it's because she used the image from the posters, and those have been photoshopped to hell and back, right? It must, yeah, it had to have been that because she kept saying, "I don't understand." <laughs> oh. I mean, thank God for Jenny. She keeps us rolling in cool shit. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, definitely, definitely does. She She's definitely the swag does. artist right there. We, the rest of us just consume. Yeah. <laughs> we make requests and expect her to deliver. I know. <laughs> it's terrible. So I, I have the remnants of the pinata at home because I, I, I'm not ready to let it go just yet. Oh, man, that was so funny. We put, we put a video of us breaking the pinata up on the Tumblr. It, it, we we forgot to bring sticks. Everybody just punched it. <laughs> <laughs> what? We all got our anger out. No, you should have brought like a cow pie or some kind of brownie shaped thing and thrown it at it. 
the little pretty, season two thing. Yeah, it was pretty great. We were all just punching it, and then some random bystander like ran up and punched the shit out of it. <laughs> it worked, didn't it? It broke immediately. <laughs> and then he apologized. We were like, no, that was fine. <laughs> That was the point. Full of purple candies. It's okay, random hipster. Just get your aggressions. (laughs) It's fine. No, he wasn't a hipster. He He was just some dude at the bar with his girlfriend. And they were very, and they were both very, very uh, appreciative of the candy that we shared with them. I can only imagine the girlfriend's face. Like, what are you doing? Where are you going? No, she laughed. It was funny. It was very funny. They were very nice. The crowd crowd at the bar last night was amazing. I mean, we were there. We were there for way too long. (laughs) Seven hells. Everybody, everybody was really into it, and it was. It was actually. It was at Professor Tom's. They have a lot of um of viewings and they actually had it downstairs because it's a two-level bar really and yeah and usually they have everything upstairs which is a smaller space uh and it gets pretty cutthroat trying to you know for those listening who don't do this uh it gets pretty <laughs> cutthroat to try to get a seat uh and they had it downstairs this time and there's like way more tvs and we were there so early that we had a booth to ourselves, and they let us have some extra chairs so that when megan and and our unsullied friend Eric showed up, and like they had somewhere to be. Oh, that's awesome. awesome! That's that's yeah. really cool. Yay, Professor Tom's delivering this time. I know, and I think Megan, you actually missed out on the pinata, right? Because you had to go for school. Yeah, I missed out. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll save candy for you. What about me? I was. Yeah, no, Jess, Jess, and I were not there either. Um, I was sitting there checking tumblr every once in a while on twitter eoring in my house like oh that looks like fun i wish i had a mask <laughs> all right dollar is said <laughs> but jess didn't come because she didn't want to come i just well for the <laughs> reason right. you she... said about professor tom's is that you get you have to get there at 4 p.m and it's like really cutthroat you know what i mean and you were stuck on the train 48 hours anyway yeah so. i went home to visit my parents <laughs> Um, what else happened at the bar? Oh, uh, we went, okay, so here's a weird story. I went to the bathroom and... <laughs> oh, yes, I've been waiting all day. Okay, no, And I on. went with her. And Lauren went with me. And I realized as I walked into the bathroom and, like, saw my reflection that I probably should not have gone to the bathroom with my giant wolf head on my head. <laughs> with the crown hanging off the ear. With the crown hanging off the ear. Because, like, then I had to, like, negotiate the toilet with this thing on my head. How did you, like, I, I can't. <laughs> you so, yeah, so I'm sitting there. I'm see, Well, I'm standing there waiting for, like, a stall to open. And this girl who's washing her hands looks at me and she goes, are you are you with fire and lunch? <gasps> <laughs> no fucking way. Get out. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yes? Why do you know that? <laughs> like, it was so cool. It was really cool. What yeah, and she was really sweet. So we, we let her be part of the uh, pinata destruction because she was really sweet and very excited about it yeah she said she was looking at our craft stuff like she's like i just saw i was just looking at all your craft stuff today and it was really weird so hi to vicky if you're listening yes hello vicky we love you it was it was just like i was like oh my god this is happening somebody like is not us and reads our stuff and i saw allison allison showed up from the moot too Mm -hmm. and allison showed up too which was from pennsylvania wow she came from Philly. Yeah, well, she had said something to us on Tumblr, like, oh, are you going to, or is anybody going to Professor Tom's? And I responded, but she, I never heard back from her, so I didn't know if she was actually going to be there. 
So she showed up. So that was awesome. So it was a really like great event because it was wasn't just us being assholes to each other. We had other people to be assholes with. Exactly. Great. Awesome. And we also had people to play cards with. Oh yes, Uh, Jenny taught us how to play Hella. Oh hell, hell. I don't know. We just decided it was called (laughs) Seven Hells by the end. We were time. We were done. And it was better than Go Fish, which you know. I am the queen of Go Fish, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it was better than Go Fish because nobody could win at Go Fish except for Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're just my ladies in waiting. I thought Jenny won the round I saw. No? I don't know. What was going well, she won one round, but, but that was the other game, I think. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... Uh, I don't know. Well, so it was me and Lauren and Jenny, and then Allison was playing Seven Hells, and then Megan didn't want to play. She just watched us. Well, because you guys started while I was away, so when I came back, I was like, oh, that's too complicated to jump into. That sounds awesome. Megan didn't want to play. No, it was, it, put it this way. We kept telling Jenny that she shouldn't do a YouTube video on the explanation because it made no sense. But oh, okay. once you play, it makes sense. It's explaining it makes no sense. So it's kind of like the Game of Thrones board game? It was um, not that hard. <laughs> there were no ports. There were no ports. Oh, and Jess, your friend Ashley was there, too. I know. I saw her there, too. I, I feel like I missed out, guys. Yeah, you you did. Oh. And Ashley was really cool, so it was very nice that she came. Yeah, she was awesome. So hello to everybody who was there and I wasn't. <laughs> it's you were there in spirit. You know what, Jess? You and I will just sit in the corner and cry. It's fine. Oh, I was texting. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, you were, Jess. <laughs> yes, you I was were. wondering why the table kept vibrating, and then when I looked at my phone, it was like there was eight million text messages. I was like, "What is going on with Jess?" No, Jess, I love you, but at one point I was like, "Jess, shut the fuck up!" I'm trying to watch. <laughs> my phone just kept going off, and my I'm sitting there and I'm watching it at home, and everyone's like, "What's your problem? What are you doing? <laughs> Who are you talking to?" Well, obviously, Jess loved the episode, so let's start talking about our favorite, <laughs> our favorite moments. Jess, wait, like, are we doing the rating or no? Well, yeah, we can do our rating. Do you want to do that first? Yes, well, we could do the rating, but then say what our favorite moment was. All right, fine. Jess, you can go first. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna give it a a Simon, maybe with a, a foot Ooh. of Jared or something. What? <laughs> what? Oh, no, she did Ouch. not like it. She yeah, like it. I was not. She a was not fan. pleased in those text messages. <laughs> no, I mean I didn't hate it, but you know what the issue is with with a lot of these like these big moments in the book, they never they never live up to it. I feel like with the exception of probably Ned's death, I've never been satisfied with any big moment from the book and I feel it was the same thing with this which is getting me worried for Viper versus the Mountain later on this season but that's another story entirely no I'm gonna I I liked it I didn't love it um I had some issues with like Cersei in the episode and I guess when we get to Dragonstone I guess I'll comment on it but as far as what I liked about it I really loved the the Ramsey Bruce scene a lot um that was my favorite scene in the whole episode you're such a northern girl. I, I am. And I'm, and, but you know what it is? Theon's storyline from Dance is the best storyline in that book, and now they're going into that territory. So it's me getting super excited that they're they're going towards that, that territory right now. So, yeah, that was my favorite scene. All right. What about the rest of you northern fangirls? Uh, Megan, you want to go first? Sure. Um, I thought the pacing for the episode was a bit slow, and while there were little moments I really enjoyed, I just didn't love it as a whole, so I'm giving it a Jared. 
And then my favorite part, I liked all the little bits of Sansa throughout it, but there wasn't really anything really super extensive with her. So I actually agree with Jess. My favorite part was at the Dreadfort with Roose, Ramsey, and Locke. I just thought it was well-written and gave more insight into the Bolton family and their dynamics. And I'm glad that the show reminded the audience the importance of the Stark name, at least in the North. And that's it. <laughs> Katie. Um, I'm going to go with a pretty solid Jared for my rating. Because it's still great TV, but I agree with Megan on the pacing. I felt like the first half and the second half were two very distinct, almost two distinct shows, two dis- distinct episodes um, of the first half. My favorite also is probably the um, Bruce Ramsey scene, just because you're seeing how intelligent Ramsey is in addition to how freaking sadistic he is. And I will never be able to watch that opening scene with the hunting without just cringing or having to look away or just kind of listen to it. It's really hard. Um, but also the brand stuff was great. Uh, I'm really, I'm like, Oh, they're, they're showing little clips. Ooh, are they going to go into backstory? Are we going to see some Liana? Please cast Liana. Um, <laughs> my own little hoping that David and Dan are kind of out there listening, but, um, then the purple wedding was just kind of slow up until the horrid bits at the end. <laughs> so it's a Jared for me just because it was inconsistent. I love you, George, but yeah, dude, that wasn't your best. And Lauren? Um, I'm going to give it a Jared as well. Um, I, I, It's only because, like Katie had mentioned, it was, it was slow for the purple wedding for some of it, and then... There was just so much section of making me feel really uncomfortable for Tyrion Mm, mm -hmm. that, like, I just felt like I was getting kicked in the gut and I was kind of wanting it to not be happening. Um, I mean, I realize there's a point to it. It just, I was feeling uncomfortable. And you know me, I'm all about the emotions and the appliances and all of that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, um, I think my favorite part was uh, the Red Viper having his conversation with Tywin and Cersei and uh, reminding them that uh, where, where her daughter is and, and who's, who's basically in charge of her at this moment. And I think she needed, to, she needed that reminder. Yeah, y- y'all are cray. This is a Rhaegar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, who am I talking to? <laughs> You're talking to the people you know you always have arguments with. <laughs> We we very rarely agree with Rachel. <laughs> this was a motherfucking Rhaegar pie, okay, with whipped cream. Uh-oh. Ooh, okay. wow! Uh, and I have many favorite moments. I have many favorite moments. I loved I loved Walda getting off that horse. Yes, she was Walda. so cute. Oh wait, are you going to mention the thing? Are you going to say the thing was your favorite? Yeah, oh, go go for it. <laughs> Saving it for last. Girl. Okay, all right. <laughs> I loved Jamie versus Loris. I loved Olena every moment she was on screen. Yes. I loved. Um, yeah, I, yeah. You, I, I agree with Lauren that moment where we got to, you know, be reminded that Marcella exists. Uh, that was amazing. And my very favorite moment was when Jamie knocked over. The wine glass. Woo-hoo! Absolutely. 
I definitely cheered and high five Jenny, and a bunch of people in the bar were like, "What's happening?" Yeah, I screamed. <laughs> yeah, because loud. the two of you were snickering really loud, and like, <laughs> and like people were like looking around, like, "What is so funny right now?" And the two of you were like. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, I was just willing. The whole, I don't even, I don't even remember what they were talking about in that scene. All I remember is I was like, knock over the glass, knock over the glass, knock it. Just do it. Just move your hand. Just do it. Oh, I, I love I loved all that shit. And of course I loved Joffrey, you know, I mean, he died horribly and it kind of was in exactly the way it was described in the book where he first goes red and then he gets darker. Uh, and it, and it's, it was horrifying, but he fucking deserved it. So he uh, he did, and just I I don't know if we're gonna go into this a little bit more, but the whole War of the Five Kings was so disturbing. It was oh, like definitely. you almost needed it because that. I his... was completely shocked when that when the lion head opened and yeah. all of the little people came out. I was like, oh my god, we're gonna get Penny. I thought that Penny was just gonna be completely erased, but she wasn't there because when I watched it again, yeah, I made sure dudes. to look, and they were all men. Yeah, they were all men, but I'm wondering, I mean, it was supposed to, I mean, maybe it would be her brother, maybe they didn't want to cast her yet, because this was sort of like a bit role, and they didn't want to go through, possibly. Yeah, I agree with Rachel that she'll probably show up and just say that it was her brother that was in it. Yeah, no, I I mean, I hope she does. I think think she's an interesting character, and uh, I think she's part of uh, Tyrion's redemption from being a complete and total asshat drunk piece of crap <laughs> to someone who might actually care about another human being again. And Lauren used to love Tyrion. He was her favorite. I, I, I can love him, <laughs> but he can still be a piece of crap, you yeah. know? Hey. I um, think anybody who's lived through dance and <laughs> you, it's like you completely become completely disillusioned with Tyrion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you I know agree. what I forgot? I did. I, I, I had to say I loved Jamie's really uncomfortable face when Cersei was talking to Brienne. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like, oh, crap. I think I want to die. Well, it's like <laughs> the ex-wife and the new wife talking right. to each other. Like, what are they talking about? What's going on? You're yes. not like trading sex tips, are you? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> and knowing his sister, he knew it wasn't a pretty conversation. Oh no, she was. She destroyed. She was. And we can get into issues we had this oh, episode because yes. this was my big issue with the episode is the fact that Cersei's all she did in the entire episode was wander from character to character and be a monster. Yeah, no, she I mean, also smiled maniac- uh, maniacally, <laughs> like she was nuts. Yeah. Like that was the other thing. Yeah, I think her conversation with Brienne probably bothered me the most. It really, really? I didn't like. Later. I didn't like her versus Pycelle. I it didn't was like, either. Yeah. It's like, what was, the hell is your problem? That was that was bothering me a lot. Like I thought that bothered me more than 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 her conversation with Brienne. I mean, me, the shipper, and me was like all excited. Yay, Brienne loves Jamie. <laughs> um, but uh, and the fact that George wrote that line made me even more happy. But um, but I think yeah, the Pycelle part was really more uncomfortable. Well, because I can almost forgive her for Pycelle because I feel like she was kind of saying, you're a drunken little lecher and you're going after this maiden and I'm not going to let you deal with it. So I'm almost with Cersei on that. And then she goes off and she's a total asshat and she says, give the food to the kennels. And then I'm like, oh, right, this is Cersei I'm dealing with. But Do you, do you really you think know. she actually even cared about that woman? No, it was just to embarrass him. It had nothing. She could, couldn't care less what happened to that woman. Right, but he's disgusting. So I really oh, don't he is. I'm not defending him. He's, <laughs> yeah. He is. He's gross. But yeah. In that instance, it wasn't it, it, her concern was never for that girl. Oh no! But speaking I mean, of people who of girls we shouldn't care about, who the hell is this girl? This psychopath that's oh, hanging out with Ramsey? She Miranda? was in George's last episode. That was uh, 
you know, sexually assaulting Theon. Oh. So it was, but it was both those girls, wasn't it? Right. But since when does she, when, since when is she uh, a murderous, horrible person? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand why. Is they- she like the first reek? Is she taking the place of the first? I don't get it. She might be actually. Because she's horrible. Oh yeah, like definitely. Al- almost more horrible than 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 Ramsey. Because like Ramsey sort of has motivation. I don't know what her motivation is. Maybe yeah, to be alive. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, I just I assume like they're just person. showing the killer couple, and then at the at some point, Ramsey's just going to kill her horribly. Oh, that's oh yeah, yeah. To kind of make it be like he actually is a total jerk. Yeah, mm. I'm, I, that that was that weirded me out. I just thought it would have been better if it had just been Ramsey. Like, I don't know why he need why that girl was needed. She just, I don't know. It didn't. It's it seemed weird. It it sort of took away from Theon. Well, I mean, your thought about it, her being the replacement for the original Reek, is kind of intriguing and also plausible because if you think about it, if HBO has to choose between a really gross, disgusting, smelly old dude and a hot chick <laughs> who can fire arrows, what's HBO going to go with? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, yeah. Well, it's basically a chance to let Ramsey have a sex scene at some point. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he'll kill her. Yeah, he'll probably basically. kill her while he's having sex with her. Yeah, yeah. a sex scene wherein there is no peen Or showed. make Theon do it. Oh, God. A, a, a no penis sex scene. Team Stump. Team <laughs> uh, Stump. There we are. Sorry, I'm on. 100% Team Stump. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Team Stump, uh, Varys' face at any moment you were looking at it was the best thing I'd ever seen in my life. Oh, um, my God. He killed me. I he was like, Barry. why the fuck am I here? I know. Well, <laughs> I'd rather be castrated again than have to deal with this. He was probably thinking, let's bring Aegon over. I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, fuck, can I be done with this shit already? Aegon, where are you? Yeah. Aegon's wedding is going to be so much better than this. This and, is so gauche. <laughs> every time he said, I have friends who can help her, all I kept thinking was Olirio. I'm like, are they going to say his name? Please say his name. Say that Shay is going to Illyrio and say something. Oh, poor Shay. Oh, that was brutal. They're definitely pushing that hard. And also, I feel like because they're starting this, like, right up, like, I mean, we started the episode with make sure you bring her to the Tower of the Hand. And then, like, in the middle, it was, did you see her get on the boat? Did she she's get on not the boat? On that is she boat. leaving? It's like, she's, she's not, not on the fucking boat. boat. She's so in the tower. we're, we're going to get Tywin at the end of this season. Yes, good. Right? Did you oh, have any doubt that we were? <laughs> I thought that it was going to be, like, episode one or two of, of season five. Oh, I, I always assumed it would be this season. But. It'll probably be one of the last scenes. It's either going to be him being the last scene or the reveal of Lady Stoneheart. Yeah. It's got to be totally Lady Stoneheart as that last Lady scene. Lady Stoneheart, yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, I, know, I know what Megan's beef is. <laughs> it's not really, like, fan rage, but... There better be another song later in the season, because if we're just getting another version of the Reigns of Castamere, I'm just going to rage. Where is Last of the Giants or some sort of northern song? That's all I'm asking. Yeah, but didn't they do that at the wedding, though? They played it like 14 million times because Tyrion yes. was like ready to gouge his eyeballs out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm ready to you... gouge my eyeballs out. I hate this song. <laughs> but no, do you but have it... to use Seager Ross for that? Use him for Last of the Giants. Bring him back. I'm... That's all I'm saying. He could be a traveling minstrel. Yeah. <laughs> But why do we need two versions of the Reigns of Castamere, like, recorded by a band? Yeah. The Lannisters are not the main family here. They're not. I've seen so many reviews where they're saying the Lannisters are the main family, and I'm like, no, no. No, no. It's a start. 
<laughs> well, you know, you have another chance when Mance goes minstrel. Maybe, yeah, that's maybe not going sing. to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Just have some faith. I don't have faith in them. Or George. Uh, but that's the only way we're going to get Last of yeah. the Giants. Well, unless they bring Last of the Giants in with 1-1. One, one. Unless 1-1 one, one one, is one. singing it. But he's not going to kill Axel Florent because they killed him this episode. <laughs> but we yeah, doesn't kill Axel Florent. No, he though. doesn't. That's no, that's, that's right. After. He kills, uh, what's his face? Sir Patrick. The dude that, yeah, Sir Patrick. The guy that George R. R. Martin named after the Giants or whatever he did. I don't know. I don't. I'm not a sports person. I'm on a, a Song of Ice and Fire Oh, podcast. that guy that I found. The guy that I found. <laughs> the, the beefy one. Yeah. Oh, when you said Giants, I thought you meant like Giants, not like the New York Giants. No, she did. Fan, there was so some that. Well, no, there is. I mean, like, he, he was actually named after the Giants or something. The something Cowboys. to do with sports. There you go. See? A Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I don't know. I'm not sporty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whatever. Yeah. Um... I have another, well, I have two more things that kind of bothered me about the episode, even though I gave it a Rhaegar, because I really enjoyed it. Just And just one, to spite us. Just to spite you. <laughs> one is that I, I thought it was kind of a bad call to not at least name Tommen. I agree. Yeah. Well, we got to see him laughing. <laughs> <laughs> inappropriately inappropriately but then he stopped and he realized it was inappropriate because he looked at his uncle and he got embarrassed yeah yes because tom and his good good kid and he's and he's a little boy well he's a big boy yeah well he's still a littleish like boy 15. <laughs> he's like 15 uh and then my other my other sort of worry I, i'm not going to complain yet because i i'm a little worried about reek I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, it's like, it's too shuffly. It's not horrible enough. Can I tell you the issue, what the issue is? <laughs> the issue sure. with that is that they kept him on screen. That's the problem. So there wasn't this like, you know, gap between when Theon was captured to when you're first reintroduced to Reek in a Dance of Dragons. So it doesn't feel organic, I guess, that he's, that he's now sense. Reek. You know what I mean? In the book, he's yeah. gone for a Storm of Swords and then... You you know you're reintroduced to him and dances like holy shit that's Theon and it's we had just seen him in episode ten and he's like Reek and I don't buy it I don't well, buy the also, transformation because they also didn't take the physical transformation as far as it goes in the book I'm right okay with he, that. he's not like a stick yeah. figure with white hair he's not starving he's not missing all of his teeth he's, right no he was missing teeth he was oh, looked, I didn't at least it looked that way to me when he was running after them and like yeah. his mouth looked like. Bro, I, I think that's just Alfie's <laughs> Well, there's that too, but, you know, whatever. Oh, we love you, Alfie. You're doing we a do really love fine you. job. No, I, you I are doing a fine I. job. This is not a knock on you. Not, I'm just worried that, worried that you're not going to get to play uh, up the horror of, of Reek as much as I would like to see. Well, I still have another season, too. Yeah, I'm actually kind of like don't really know. I know we have to wrap this up, but I don't really know what's going to happen in season five. I'm like, we're going to get Stoneheart. We're going to get Tywin. We're, I, I don't know what's happening. I mean, we've got Bran already hearing, you know, getting getting tree internet messages from Bloodraven. <laughs> like, I just... <laughs> texts from trees. Rachel, tree texts. you're, you're going to get a whole season of Jon Snow as Lord Commander. I know it's yes. I was going to oh, say... Dragons. <laughs> you're going to get Danny. <laughs> Danny and Dario scenes. 
this we'll, podcast we'll have, is going to we'll become Danny traveling around from city to city and never getting anywhere. You know what it's going to become? It's going to become you guys talking endlessly about Jon Snow and then me being like, but Dario. <laughs> <laughs> it's to me, a Dario. It's to me, a Dario. Oh, I love Dario. He's such an asshole. <laughs> Before I wax even more poetic about Dario, it's time to listen to Jenny's special message from beyond the wall. Brr, it's cold up here, and there are walkers everywhere. This is Jenny, reporting from Beyond the Wall, where we have just received a raven, informing us that good King Joffrey, not really a Baratheon, has choked to death at his reception, confirming that, indeed, weddings are the leading cause of death in Westeros. Will they never learn? In any case, I am betraying the fandom right now, bailing on the podcast to go to Walking Dead trivia. May the old gods forgive me. However, I wanted to drop in and uh, give a few thoughts on the episode, mostly incoherent because I'm recording this Sunday night. Um, I can't really give an accurate Frey Pie rating because I feel like I still need to do a rewatch since I was super distracted after that amazing scene where jo- where Jamie knocked over his uh, wine glass. Probably the best part of the episode for me. I may have actually wept with joy, thrown my arms up in the air and cheered while we were watching at the bar. Um, I've been waiting so long for that to happen. So instead, I will rate this episode as a dead dove pie. Um, pie was awesome, by the way. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and I loved all the different character moments that they were able to throw in. Obviously, Jamie and the wine glass, and I love that they kept the Lives of the Four Kings book in, in there, which uh, Joff beat to death with his fancy new sword. Um, the moment with Jamie and Loras was also fantastic, with Loras shutting him down with his and neither will you line about marrying Cersei. I can't wait for more... Uh, interactions with them if they ever put him on the king's guard, which they better. Uh, they did a good job moving the wine goblet around, especially the subtlety of it sitting in front of Elena when Tyrion went to pick it back up again. Also, I'm giving various facial expressions in this episode a Rhaegar Frey pie rating of their own because they were amazing. Um, and I guess next week I am looking forward to a certain Jamie and Cersei scene also starring Joffrey's corpse. Hopefully they won't screw that up. Uh, so that's it for now. I should be back to record the actual podcast next week. Uh, again, this is Jenny reporting for Westerosi Raven News Net, signing off. Always remember that we have a thousand eyes in one. So should we talk about what we're looking forward to? Yes. What are you looking forward to, Megan? I'm really looking forward to Sansa hopefully getting her own storyline now that she'll be out of King's Landing and instead of just being a part of some other people's storylines. Um, yes. She's my queen, so I'm hoping the Eerie storyline is done really well and not totally focused on Littlefinger and focuses on her a little bit. And it's going to be. Also, ex- oh, sorry, I cut you off. Oh no, no. If you're if you're going to talk, Sam, I was going to say right it's going to be fun to see her in a different setting. Finally, she's been in King's Landing since season one. So. Oh, that's right. She has been. Too. You know, so it's going to be nice to see her in a different environment for once. In a new wardrobe. <laughs> I love that you guys are just talking about Sansa, and then on my list of things to talk about that I'm looking forward to, I wrote, Peter is a creeper. <laughs> so that's what I'm looking forward to. There you go. Is Lord Petire oh my God. being a creeper. <laughs> Inside joke. Uh, what are you looking forward to, Lauren? Um, I don't know. I guess Lady Stoneheart is the one thing I'm looking forward to if that ever happens or materializes in any way um uh i don't know I, i'm not really i'm not trying to think that far ahead i guess at this point oddly enough all right katie um i'm intrigued 
by them sending Locke to go after John. I'm kind of wondering where they're going with that. Um, there have been some... I think they're going to the wall. Yeah, well, yes, thank you. <laughs> I don't think she meant an actual direction. No, not, not thank you. I mean, but you know what? You're going to have... We know that Stannis and Melisandre and Davos are going to eventually end up... Well, Stannis and Melisandre end up up there. But then there's this element of the Bolton sending Locke up there. And it's like, well, what, where is this going? How is this going to fit in? It's something that's just a part of the show, I believe. And uh, I'm just curious. And there have been some interviews about fight scenes coming up that involve John and some other character. And I'm wondering if it is Locke. So it should be interesting. I'm assuming that John will kill him if Locke tries to kill him. Yeah, but then it seems anticlimactic to me. You know, it's like, okay, well, here's this dude. They fight. It's a thing. Like, yeah. why is that special? Yeah, I guess. I was well, somebody again. has to bring back fake Arya. Which is probably going to fall on uh, on Reek. Do you think so? I well, just he... don't know. They seem to be keeping him. I mean, is he just about to go on adventures now? Like... Well, don't they don't they do it in the book where it's because he's the one who, who knows her. So he's he's the one who's supposed to go get her. Well, I mean, he stays... Or am I remembering that wrong? He doesn't bring her from King's Landing. Someone else does. No. No, but he gets her at some point, doesn't he? he just no, he rescues her. her. Oh. He rescues her, yeah. When, But he's the one that's basically the the one that they point to when they're like, is this Arya? You would right. know. And he's like, yeah, okay, yeah, because you're going to cut my foot off if I don't say yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it's Arya. <laughs> Jess, what are you uh, looking forward to? Uh, the Iron Bank of Bravos. They name-dropped it again this episode. So that's going to be a really, really fun scene with Mark Gaddis. Is it Gaddis or is Gaddis? It's Gaddis. It's Gaddis, right? It's yeah. Gaddis. You know, they kept name-dropping it, that Olena and Tywin scene. And it's not the first time they've, they've done it. So I'm just waiting for, you know, them to finally show up. Oh, my God. Can you, can you imagine Dame Diana Rigg? And Charles Dance and Mark Gatiss in one scene. Oh, oh my God. God. Well, it's going to be Stephen oh. Delane and Liam Cunningham and him. So that should be fun. Yeah. Oh, well, that's like, that's the thing. They've been talking up how like kind of scary the Iron Bank, you know, is going to be. And then it's going to be Mark Gatiss just like strolling up like, what's up? Where's my money? And he better have the hat. Yeah. The scary, weird, like Dune-esque hat. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Just like my crofting in, like I don't know really. I guess I'm looking forward to all those things. I'm definitely looking forward to scenes in the Erie. Uh, I'm looking forward to Cersei and Jamie and their big scene with the assist from Joffrey. Oh, oh I heard, I heard things oh. about that episode. <laughs> It's yeah. week, you guys. What have you heard? Is it bad? You said it like it was bad. Uh, yeah, so rumor has it that it's uh, a more along the lines of like non consent between Cersei and Jamie. Not Ooh. yeah. From a person on Westeros had reviewed it. Well, we'll find out when we see it. But that was that was in the rumor. Really now. upset. Yeah, like, but you know that he was very aggressive towards her. I mean, he is in the books, but you know maybe that's just the person projecting their own, you know feelings about the scene but yeah that was what the rumors were about uh, a few weeks ago about in regards to that scene in particular i mean I don't know, I, that's that's upsetting but i kind of think that they might be setting that up because jamie is sort of 
lost right now, right? He, he and they've been really pushing that part of him. Like even even when Joffrey was dying, he like runs for him, which you know it's like it's like Jamie in the book doesn't give a shit. He's like he deserved to die. Yeah, but when I rewatched it today, it didn't strike me as he was running for him for his son. He looked like he strike me he was running for his king. Right. I mean, he kept well, calling him Joffrey, either, but, the, right, yeah, but, that, but it was right I'm, after. I'm a supporting sentence. you, Lauren. I'm yeah, supporting okay. this because Sorry. I feel like that they are trying to set up this whole idea that he's desperately trying to make things the way they were before he left. Okay, yeah. He's, he's a warrior. He's Cersei's lover. He, you know, he's a knight of the King's Guard, and all of those things. He's not even, uh, you know, his father's son anymore. Really, like all those things are being taken away from him. So maybe it's like a like a weird, desperate, like kind of bid to hold on to her. Sexual, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, but it's upsetting, I, I, but it it would be upsetting because it it's. You know, this is the part where he turns himself around and he, he, he redeems from what you see in season one. And that just totally takes away from it. I think well, we should I mean, take the wait and see approach to it. Yeah. Because that's still, he can still redeem himself. We don't know what the situation is yet. Yeah, you have to wait and see. And I mean, just riffing off of what you guys were saying about, you know, everyone rejecting him. He doesn't even have Tyrion being the weird, like the crazy, kooky younger brother anymore either. I was thinking about that. I mean, here's Tyrion being an adult in their dinner together and trying to get him, you know, buck him up and get him to kind of rally himself. And Jamie used to be that person. How we first met them was Jamie saying, get out of the whorehouse. We need to go to dinner. Mm-hmm, and now right. it's, yeah, now it's Tyrion saying, you know, man up. All you lost a hand, not a stomach. Eat something. Go practice and stop being so down. Yeah, it is important to me though that Cersei and Jamie's relationship has always been consensual. Like it's yeah. gross and incesty, but it it it's you know their idea. Well, it doesn't. It, I, it's implied. It's not in the healthy books. at all. No, but <laughs> but it's implied in the books that you know Jamie kind of felt like he was. I thought it was that he was a little bit forced by Cersei. Like Cersei kind of dominated. Oh yeah, definitely. So it, even in the books, it's not totally consensual. But. Right, right, but it's not rape. Right. I don't know. We might not want to get into that. Type no, the, of yeah, not right now. <laughs> I think it's worth noting that Jack said his favorite scene to shoot was the one that's in next week's episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's because Jack is amazing. That must have been very uh, fun. Oh, God. I just had to lay there while these two fabulous actors hopped on me. <laughs> well, he did oh. say he slept through that. Yeah. Oh, well, then, yeah, of course. That would be anybody's favorite. Deal <laughs> work. <laughs> Uh, and I'm also looking forward to Dario uh, kicking ass when they take Marine. But I will miss Strong Balas a lot in those scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I'm give a shit. <laughs> well, I Aww. do. Takes the shit on the ground and wipes it with your coat. <laughs> Boom. I just don't give a shit about Marine. I'm sorry. We're I know, so but that's graphic. why he, the only thing that actually mattered, he's not even in it. I know, I like strong No, he well. matters when he eats all those locusts later. That's what I'm saying. The only He's thing that, to me that mattered. He's I thought he, eat those I locusts. I liked him. I did Better too. not be Grey Worm. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know what's a Grey Worm. Grey worm. right. Oh, don't make Grey... No, Grey Worm cannot eat the locusts. <laughs> he won't be able to <laughs> yeah, survive. Yeah, but Strong lives. He doesn't die, so... That's because he's only like... Only because he's strong yeah. Bellwaz. <laughs> Well, Grey Worm is, you know, he's, he's, yeah, he'll be fine. So now that we've gotten a tease of, like, 
how they're going to do brands visions. Is anyone else excited to see more of those? Because I am super excited. I really I want one of theories. Ned in front of the weirwood. I need well, we got Liana. him sharpening the sword, right? Yeah. So, so I'm yeah. like, oh, that's such a tease. I want the one from A Dance of Dragons. <laughs> yes. I'm going to need some Jessica Brown Finlay as Liana. I'm going to need some Tom Hiddleston as Rhaegar. Oh God! Need... Oh Jesus, God! Really about that. No, I disagree. This is not endorsed. <laughs> All right, fine. Who would you fan cast? Not Tom Hiddleston. He's a little young, isn't he? He's a little old. He's a little old. Oh, Rhaegar Targaryen. Oh yeah, no, he's he's fine. He he could stay. No, because <laughs> they're both insane. I still like the idea of bringing back Harry Lloyd. I think that's a good bring, idea. Just bring him back. <laughs> to be right. You can't bring back Harry Lloyd. That is not TV rule appropriate. You can't do it. I don't know who it'd be. I don't do a lot of fan casting, so I don't have anybody ready in my mind. But I'm going to come up with one. I like got one. Next episode. Oh, oh right. no. Kit okay. Harrington in a blonde wig. Oh, no, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> False. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, speaking of Kit Harrington, I'm going to close this pie cast with our traditional toast to Jon Snow. To Jon Snow. Snow. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. And we will be back next week uh, for episode three, Breaker of Chains. Woo-woo. And so he broke that sacred oath, that lord of the crossing. And now the pie crusts cover his king, and they're so good to eat. Yes, now the pie crusts cover his king, revenge it tastes so sweet. No, bro. All right, you know what? We can just do like things that we, shit that we missed. We can have a shit that we missed section. <laughs> this is um, shit we missed. Shit we missed. <laughs> shit is the shit we missed. Ow! All right. So the shit we missed was uh, the total mischaracterization of Celise Baratheon as a child beater. You can't call it miss. You can't call it that because George wrote it. That's bullshit. No, we have no, we have no idea where they're going. At this point, you don't know where they're going. Because they're going to they're going to to the land where ladies put their babies in jars. She hates her kid now. That's not in the book. Because she's not a boy. If if Shireen was a boy, she would not hit her. Shireen needs to bat her mother out. Oh, sorry, I'm a Brooklyn girl. I think we all agree. It's fine. I think it's hilarious that she's like, "Hey, Mel, would you go talk to Shireen?" And Mel's like, like, "What the fuck?" It's like about what? About when I have sex with her dad? Like, I don't. Like, what she talked about the well, great is okay with it. I don't know. Whenever Melisandre talks, all I hear are the crazy, super, like, Christian preachers on the street that I had to walk by in high school all the time. <laughs> like, we're so just you're... trying to go to anthropology, and they're like, sin, hellfire, sinner. <laughs> That's all I hear. And you're like, all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, that was pretty much Shireen's reaction, actually. Yeah. yeah, I liked the scene with Shireen. The stuff earlier, that was weird. And I don't think we can assume George wrote it because in prior seasons, it's not all the scenes in his episodes are actually scenes he wrote. And plus he's trying to align it with what they wrote 
in last season, you know? So it's Brian Cogman, I guess, is at fault because he was the one who tried to make, I guess, the least – this is his version of making her interesting. Please is having her us, hating her child. Let us not. Babies in jars? Brian Cogman, I don't want to tangle with him. <laughs> he oh. has, like, the longest Twitter wars I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> He, he doesn't. I mean, I like him and all, but he, I don't think he does Twitter right. <laughs> don't feed the trolls, Brian. Just ignore them. Block like, them. Feed them. I, it's incredible. The guy was on like for a good two hours, and he just. Ugh, nope. I do not want to tangle with Brian Cogman. He's paying butt. <laughs> <laughs> Although Shireen is my queen, so because I love her and Rickon are gonna get married and fly off on. <gasps> I would love that. Can that happen? The child is unclean. <laughs> That's your version of Val? Yeah. Rickon comes in, I like unclean. Yeah, exactly. Rickon totally does. Yeah. It's perfect. 